Hello and welcome to IT Tech Talk. I'm your host, Joel Ward. Today, Nick will be joining me. Uh, we're going to be discussing Amazon again. I know we've already discussed it, but we are doing part two of Amazon, and we're going to be discussing the company, uh, Nick's thoughts on it, my thoughts on it. Uh, so tune in to find out. Hello, everyone. Welcome to IT Tech Talk. I'm your host, Joel Ward, and Nick is joining me today. How are you doing, Nick? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for bringing me on, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. So uh, we just talked about game streaming services on the, uh, the, uh, the Thursday episode. Um, so now we're talking about, um, oh wait, Thursday, hold on. <laughs> it wasn't Thursday. It was Wednesday. Uh, my bad. Uh, Wednesday episode, we were talking about, um, streaming services today. We're talking about Amazon, the company, it's rise to the top. Uh, we're talking statistics and everything. So Nick, first I want to get your thoughts. How do you feel about Amazon as far as how big it's gotten so far? I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, they they are convenient. They're innovating. I mean, it's I mean just ease of use, the convenience of it all. I mean, I I'm a Prime member. I pay for their Amazon Video. I pay for all that stuff. I mean, it's so convenient. I, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So the company uh, in 2020 um, has made about 37 billion in sales. Uh, which is insane, and and since uh, since a few years ago, they now have their own logistics company that runs and delivers packages for them. They have the they bought out the pill service, and now they have their own pharmacy. Uh, they're talking about selling you cars, um, so they're doing all this stuff. Um, even in the midst of while Jeff Bezos is stepping down, and and, and I've already talked about that. I talked about it in the previous episode, but Jeff Bezos stepped down or is stepping down and, and the company is still, their growth is phenomenal. Like they are making, a, a like I think it says, um, it, it, they made up for 45% of the US e-commerce in 2019. And in 2020, they made up to 47% of the e-commerce uh, uh, market. So like, they are dominating the e-commerce market, and it, and it doesn't surprise me because Amazon has a good foothold, and they have that that niche that everybody wants to be a part of. Because like before, you know that this didn't exist. I mean, you're you're old enough to remember that this didn't exist before uh, a certain time, and and people couldn't just order stuff and have it shipped to their door like that easily. And then uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos was like, "Hey, this idea, you know, I'm going to take it from books to products." And he did that with great ease. And now he is, I think he has moved back to the top, uh, top richest person in the world. Did he? Uh, yeah, I think he did. I think he uh, I actually, yeah, I think he actually has. And, and you know, it's funny reading over some of the stuff I've read. It's like there are a um, hundred million Amazon prime members and, and that's, that's a that's a lot of people. Like that's that's a lot of people. But uh, uh, Prime members, it, from what I read, typically spend and I don't know how much you spend, but typically spend over a thousand dollars a year on Amazon. Uh, I, 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 your thoughts on that? I mean, a thousand dollars a year, and, and and non Prime members spend about five hundred. I mean, that's insane. That that's a year. Yeah, yeah. They say they spend an average. Uh, the average Prime member spends about a thousand dollars a year. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know exactly how much I spend on Amazon, but unless it's for groceries, 
most of my shopping now is done on Amazon. Yeah. Like, no joke. Clothes, uh, random things, gadgets. Like, no matter what I get, I usually, the first place I go is Amazon. Unless it's, like, a very niche-specific topic and I'm looking for something very particular and I want to go directly to the company that I'm purchasing from, it's almost Mm -hmm. always Amazon. I I rarely go and purchase from stores anymore. Yeah, and that's... I. I haven't really been to stores. The only places I go to is Lowe's if I need home improvement stuff. And that's something I see that's going to stick around, I hope. Um, But as far as like home improvement items like clocks or bookshelves or stuff like that, you can literally order them off of Amazon. And they they actually said um, Amazon has 1.1 million home improvement items on display on their site. And it's and they're trying to shift people away from brick and mortar stores, and that's sad. And there is a lot of brick and mortar stores that are hanging in there. But when you think about it, Amazon, is a big competitor as far as that they are. They they have cheap products, and they have good products, and they have great products, and they're selling all those on their site. And you can choose what you want to buy. You have a whole list of stuff, um, so you're not constantly like you go to a store and you're like, oh, there's only one bookshelf, whereas you have thousands maybe of bookshelves to choose from and order um and and one of the things i realized is and they were they're targeting is millennials uh millennials are amazon's biggest uh target market and because uh millennials are the ones that have uh are buying houses and and growing their families and needing uh baby products and clothes like you said buying clothes and and shampoos and and even food because you can order food off amazon so you think about it, you really don't have to leave your house you you have to go work of course if you work i mean but you can literally sit in your living room click a button and you have within a day or two depending on where you live have that item delivered to your door and don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, I mean that's that's really why we order from there so often. Like even some there's some grocery stuff that we'll actually get from there most we get in the store. But it's I mean for me to get to like a Walmart, it's kind of an inconvenience. It's not terrible. I mean like a half hour, 20 minutes to a half hour to get there. I would honestly mm-hmm. rather just click the button, wait 2 days and get it than hop in the car, drive through the traffic to get to Walmart, deal with all the people at Walmart, <laughs> and then leave and come back. It's just- yeah, I'm with you on that. I Literally, I've been to Walmart for um, Christmas the one year, and actually this Christmas, the recent Christmas, we actually just ordered everything off of Amazon. We didn't want to fight the crowds. We didn't want to deal with people, and you know, COVID was going on, and we're just like, you know, why bother? Why, yeah. why push ourselves to a point where we don't have to and and yeah it took a while for things to get here because covid was going on and things were slow but we got everything and christmas went well and no one complained about the quality because everything was the same quality as you guys walmart so it mm-hmm. really didn't matter what you ordered it still came out good um and, and you know what it, it, it's kind of funny because you got the um, amazon cyber mondays i mean i i go on cyber mondays i order a lot of stuff on cyber mondays it's it's almost as enticing to order on your phone for me. Like I actually get excited when that package arrives versus when I go to the store, I'm just trudging through the store. I'm like, man, these people are driving me nuts. I actually get annoyed. Whereas when I get an Amazon package and that truck shows up my front door, I'm all excited. It's like Christmas for me. I don't know how you feel, but it's like Christmas for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm the same way for me. I'm living in Charleston, West Virginia right now. When I go to Walmart, I can usually never find what I'm looking for. I go to Best Buy. I can usually never find what I'm looking for. 
Amazon, I'm almost probably about 75% going to find what I want, particularly because I'm usually very brand specific on the things that I purchase. And a lot of that stems in like the tech arena. So I'm very particular about the things that I purchase. And if I can't go to Walmart and get it, I know I can go to Amazon and pick it up. Yeah. Something with that, that Amazon Cyber Monday deal were you, I was so mad that I missed it, but I don't know how much you pay attention to photography stuff, but did you see that like a year or two ago, they accidentally mispriced a bunch of like really high priced camera photography gear and no. people were getting it for like, I think some of the stuff was like $10,000 and they were getting it for like a hundred. And people no just started way. scooping up all of this stuff. Yeah. It was like, for some reason, the photography section it was like lenses and housings and like bodies and all this stuff and for some reason they were all mispriced on amazon and people were just scooping up a bunch of them how does that happen though i mean like that i dude if i had known i you would be guaranteed i would have picked up a, th- a ten thousand dollar camera i literally oh, would have because yeah. like if i could get you a ten thousand dollar camera yeah well no i wouldn't even have sold it because i would have used it i would have been like i could have started my videography career with that like that would have been awesome i could have bought a high-end camera one of the good ones like that would have been awesome um but i've heard my buddy um he the one that just justin simpson was just on with me to talk about spacex he actually had a mic i can't remember how much he said it exactly was but he got it for like i think he said two dollars or something because it got glitched out and they literally had this mic or or uh i think it was a mic i'll have to ask him again but it was literally glitched out for two dollars and he was like he's like i can't pass up that opportunity it's a really high-end equipment like so i don't know how that happens how how you is someone going with a label gun just be like well this is free range for everybody or what's going on but it's not like like, really it's not like walmart with a label gun but if someone's doing that in their warehouse they're like haha let's see how much we inventory we can move today (laughs) like we're clearing warehouses today let's just label this down to 100 bucks i mean i I have no idea how that even happens on that kind of thing no and i now every cyber monday like i'm scanning all the photography stuff it's probably not going to happen again but every think, year now, I'm like looking at it. I'm like, what's marked down? What's mismarked? <laughs> what what I think they caught that. And now they're like, we're not letting that happen again. So, <laughs> right, um, right. you know, it, it's kind of funny. We're talking about markdowns, but uh, uh, Amazon's. Uh, let's talk about their sales. Let's let's talk about sales real quick. Amazon each second, and I know I've talked about this before. I'm going to go over it again because I feel like this needs to be touched on because it's insane numbers. But every second, Amazon records four thousand seven hundred twenty-two dollars in sales. Uh, and each minute, those sales amount to $283,000 uh, even. And in an hour, in an hour, they average $17 million every hour. That to me is an insane amount of money to be earning every hour. Now, now let's talk, while we're talking sales, every minute their site goes down. In 2013, let's talk about that. Uh, their site was down for 40 minutes. They lost an average of $5 million in sales. Um so it's a hundred and twenty. It's saying here one hundred twenty thousand each minute that site's down, and for forty minutes, uh, that's an insane amount of money. Uh, five million dollars. So every time their site goes down, they're losing seventeen million dollars. Now they're not gaining it. So um, you know, the, their sales they speak for themselves though. And and you know what? That's fine. Amazon has their own products. If we want to talk about sales, they have Amazon Basics. Uh, they have a whole line of stuff. They have their battery lines. They have everything you could buy. You could buy directly Amazon's direct stuff. 
or you could buy direct from like, you know, brand names, but Amazon has their own stuff. So you really, if you're like, well, you know, I'm actually thinking about buying a shirt and I'm like, you see the shirt and it's like Amazon basics. You're like, Oh, I'll give it a try. And you're like, wow, this is really good. Uh, then you'll buy from Amazon. You'll buy their products and they'll gain more sales because they've created that product. They, they are selling that product. They have, they don't have to do anything other than sell it to you so like they're gaining more sales so um with those numbers what what are your thoughts on those numbers i think something that a lot of people probably don't think about is like an amazon fba it's their fulfillment by amazon program and basically you can go and set up an account for amazon and you can purchase up your own products like find clearance products or whatever and go list them on amazon then Amazon turns around and sells those items. You send them to Amazon. When they sell them, you get a check. Well, Amazon mm. then also gets a cut. Well, there are many business owners out there that are making millions of dollars in sales every year by using the Amazon FBA program. So that means they don't have to do a single thing. Other people are scooping up these products and other people are selling the products that they're getting and Amazon's just taking a cut off the top. And I have to imagine some of those sales numbers have to be accounted for in that Amazon FBA fulfillment program. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never even heard of that. So I'm, I'm going to have to look at that. So what is it called again? Amazon FBA? FBA. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into that. But It's something that I was looking at with a buddy that I work with actually. And we started finding ways to get a bunch of really clearance items. Like Okay. 80 90 percent off sometimes you can get like a ten dollar item for like pennies and wow. you basically scan it in amazon like you take it to like ups or whatever throw the label on there send it to them and then once they sell it on amazon then you get a payout and you just i mean people will find specific products that are like selling really hot or they kind of follow the trends and i mean you could get products manufactured on Alibaba or AliExpress and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Start creating your own kind of storefront within Amazon. And then, I mean, you really don't have to worry about the shipping. Amazon comes, picks it up or UPS or whatever. They hold on to all the inventory so you don't have to deal with any of the inventory. And then, yeah, when it sells, you get paid. It's, it's really simple. It's a really good idea. But that's why, like, when you see, if you're going to purchase a product and it says, like, this product costs 20 bucks. Or from other sellers, it costs X amount of dollars. Those other sellers are people that are in that Amazon FBA program, and they are listing that product themselves onto it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it said, um, I, I'm reading some statistics, if I can speak. Uh, there was over 225 sellers on Amazon with over $100,000 in sales in 2019. Um which um, their worldwide sellers with over $100,000 in 2018 has increased uh, to 225,000 uh, sellers in 2019 with over $100,000 in sales, which is an insane number. So you're talking about like these sellers who are selling stuff and um, they're making money. Like they're not, they're not trying to screw you. Uh, some are, some aren't. And they've tried to limit that. They've, they've done really well with that. Um, but these people are actually, this is their livelihood. They, they buy and sell on Amazon constantly. They're like a day trader. They, that's what yeah. their job is. They, they sell you a product. They try and get you in the, in, into their store. And, and you know what's fine? Amazon will put some stuff on the top 
But if you scroll down, if you are scrolling down to the very bottom, you can find some good stuff. And it is decent stuff. It's not horrible. Um, but Amazon will put their products first and they will put products that are sponsored first. And then you will see products that are sold by Amazon sellers who have their own storefronts and stuff. And and sometimes those products are just as good as the the high-end products. A lot of times, like... With the products like that, I I picture for like Amazon FBA and the stuff that we're looking at, they you have an app and you can scan that product in the store. So say you find an item that's like fifty percent off, it's a hundred bucks. It costs fifty dollars. You scan that item and it will show you the Amazon listings and what it's currently going for on Amazon. So you could say, yeah, it's fifty percent off at fifty dollars. On Amazon, they're selling it for a hundred dollars over there. So now I'm going to go list that product on Amazon for $100 and make a $50 profit off of that one product. Granted, they take a, they take a, a cut off the top. So, I mean, those $200,000 in sales that you're talking about, I mean, it's not $200,000 profit. It's literally $200,000 in sales. So I have to imagine the profit is probably significantly less than that. But still, two hundred. could you set up a storefront and make $200,000 in sales in a year? Not me. I'm not. I, I I don't know. I mean, I've always thought about creating like a merch line. If this podcast really takes off, creating a merch line for the podcast or even a merch line for like uh, some kind of YouTube channel I start. I, like I'm actually considering like I know I've talked to talk you about this, starting a YouTube channel for this this podcast and um and doing a live stream of certain episodes and stuff. But I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I could sell on Amazon as far as like maybe creating an Etsy store or something. But like, I, I think that taking Amazon takes a like you said a, a actual significant cut. I, I think I've looked into it before. I don't remember the exact numbers, but they do take a significant cut for you to sell on their platform. And and like you talked about, and and this is going back to uh, social media platforms. Um, you're on borrowed land. You are renting that shop. It's like it just like owning a storefront. You are owning a storefront. You are renting space for them. You are paying them to keep your stuff on their site. And, and I like I like your thing. I've used it several times on Borrowed Land. I've actually used your analogy, and it, it's interesting because you know it doesn't matter what you're on the platforms. Uh, it doesn't matter what platform you're on. Amazon, Facebook. Um, you are on Borrowed Land. You are renting a storefront from Amazon to share your goods. And sell them, and to use uh to use their logistics line to get them to your clients. So it's I, I don't know if I per se could do that because it just seems like a lot of of overhead costs and a lot of hassle. Because you have to get those products, you have to sell them. Uh, it just seems like a lot of overhead that I'm just not into. But there are people out there who are making a significant amount of money doing this, and this is their day to day routine. So, I mean, I don't know. Could could you could you get into something like that? I think, I mean, it's something that we've already, because we found a way to get products really cheap, we've already started scooping up some, and we have an Amazon FBA account. We haven't started sending anything out there yet. But really, it comes down to the people that are successful with it are the ones that kind of find the hot products, and they sell the hot products. If If you're going and scooping up everything and trying to sell everything, a lot of stuff, Amazon's very strict. So like what we were talking about, you're living on borrowed land. Mm-hmm. You're, you have a very good possibility for not following their guidelines really strict to get yanked from it. And I mean, there are certain categories that you have to technically be a wholesaler in order to be able to sell like to, through Amazon. 
and they kind of put up all these barriers to entry to kind of prevent people from just throwing up anything on there. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of guidelines and rules like that that can prevent you from just, yeah, just throwing anything up. Um, we're just kind of testing it out. We've never done it before. So we're just trying to see what it takes and how it goes. And if it's something that we could see going long-term, then maybe we'll put a lot more money and time into it. But right now we're just kind of playing around with it. Yeah. So um, I'm actually on the the site right now looking at it and it says uh, the individual plan uh, costs about 99 cents per unit sold. The professional plan costs about 39.99 a month um, on no matter how many units you sell. Um, so that's, that's actually quite interesting. So, um, 99 cents, uh, compared to, uh, um, 39.99. I would, I would, I don't know. I might, like you said, you can go on Alibaba, you can get, um, you can get stuff like that. Um, you can, you can buy cheap products and sell them. And if they're good quality, if you know they're good quality and you were marking them, marking them at a decent price, people will buy them. And for 99 cents per item sold, that's not bad. And additional selling fees, it says, um, you sell her then for, it says, uh, for the individual individual plan, you sell fewer than 40 units a month. You're still deciding what to sell. You don't want to plan to advertise or use advanced selling tools. Now the professional one, it says you sell more than 30 units a month. You want to advertise your products. You want to qualify for top placements on products. So, so it, it all comes down to if you're it, like listeners listening to this and like, oh my goodness, I could go on Amazon and sell stuff. If you're not really behind it, like 100%, then don't do it. Don't do the $39 a month. Do you like the 99 cent one? Because it, it says it's like you're still deciding what to sell. Like go into that. With, you know, I'm, I might try that. I might find some products like, you know, and try what you're doing and sell them. Um, but as far as like, you know, thinking about doing it, if you're, if you're, if you're selling it, if you want to make a career, do it slowly, start out selling a few items, see how it goes. Do not just go gun ho, quit your job and do this. I know that you, you, you always talk about leaving the nine to five. And I agree with you. I think that, you know, if you start your own nine to five where you're doing your own thing, that's great. And I, I'm working on that. I am trying that. Uh, and I have plans to take over my father's business. So technically I will be still in nine to five, but I'm owning the business. But, um, but as far as like jumping gun ho into something without a plan, and I think we've talked about this in your podcast. I, if I remember correctly, I don't remember much from my episode, but you need a plan. Like I tell people you need a plan. If you're going to jump gun ho into starting a business, like especially selling on Amazon, get a plan together, so write down what you want to sell, uh, look over different offers and items and pricing and, and statistics and analytics, because you don't want to just jump into selling something and not you know, not know it's going to succeed. And, and then you're, then you're stuck with all these products in your house and you can't sell them. I think a lot of the people that I've listened to that have talked about making a million dollars in sales or whatever it is, it all started for them as like a, a hobby, something to make a little extra side income. Maybe they were trying to make a couple of hundred extra bucks during the month or something like that. And they just, I'll throw up products on Amazon, make a couple extra spare dollars and then by doing that they're like okay well every time we put this up it sells right away yeah so now we're going to go try to scoop up all of that stuff because that product disappears as soon as we put it up there and they start finding different products like that that just do really well and then it turns into something where they're they got a full-fledged business out of it i personally i 
talking about the, the borrowed land thing, I probably wouldn't solely plant myself on Amazon and say that I'm going to make my living off of Amazon because you break one rule and you're gone. There goes your entire livelihood. <laughs> but I think it would definitely be a great way to kind of segue yourself or kind of transition into running your own online store. Maybe at that point you see, okay, I, I saw a guy that he sells watches. He makes a killing selling watches. Like if watches were doing really well for you on Amazon, Maybe you look at Alibaba or AliExpress and you start purchasing watches and then selling watches on your own storefront as well as Amazon. Mm -hmm. People can then find you from that storefront and say, okay, yeah, Joel Watches, they have a whole website over here. I'm going to go check out Joel Watches and I'm going to go buy products from Joel Watches. Now you're getting income from two sources and one of them you completely own. The other one, if it disappears, you're not dead in the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't know. I it, it, I'm look. I'm looking at right now, and just it just seems like something that if you were wanting to get started, that would be the cheapest route to go as far as individual plan. Just to, just to test the waters, mm-hmm. um, but know where to get your products from. Do not sell someone else's product as your own. Like especially if it's some name brand product, and you wipe off the name, and you're like, that's what I'm selling. Find a product that is able to be resold. Um, I know Alibaba like allows you i've seen tons of ads for it like allows you to be your own businessman and allows you to sell stuff my problem is and i've seen these i can't remember the exact terminology for it but a lot of people will buy these products cheap products on china from china and they will try and sell them if they're really cheap and they'll try and sell them for like 200 dollars. i remember watching this video this girl bought these 200 dollars boots and they came and they smelled like cat pee like they literally smelled like cat pee and she got them and she said she paid 200 dollars. and when she tried to return them there was no like Alibaba's uh, guy that was she was buying from wouldn't let her really sell them, get them back. So um, know your product. Do not sell. Like my advice to you, and, and I'm sure Nick can clarify is: do not buy something you know is going to be a bad product because then you get a bad rap. Then you're going to be have a bad rep forever. And if you ever try to open another store, they're going to see that that thing of like I bought something from them and it was bad. I'm not buying from them again. So know your products. Know where to get them from. Get them a good quality. Get them for a good rate, but get good quality. And do not sell something you know is not going to make someone happy. And yeah, and I would say if you're just starting, I wouldn't even start on focusing on getting your own product. I would say start. I think as soon as you download or sign up for the Amazon FBA, you can download that app and go in there. Go walk around the store and start scanning stuff with the app and see what like. Maybe you'll find something that's selling for 10 bucks and it's actually listed on Amazon for 75. Who knows? But like I would start there, purchase products at a discount and try to resell those products because then you can get name brand. Mm-hmm. You could end up purchasing some high quality stuff that you end up finding really cheap. But we've what we found is that some websites will kind of give you alerts on where certain stores are selling discounts. So it's not across the board. Like not every Walmart's gonna have this deal. But the Walmart at this location does. They're selling it for 75% off. So if you can go scoop that up at 75% off and then sell it for full price on Amazon, you're going to make a decent amount of money. And it's, I mean, one of them, those Aloe security cameras, Uh huh. it was like a full Aloe system, like four cameras. I think they were selling it for like 20 bucks. It's like a $350 system. And hmm. they, they disappeared right away. Like we couldn't get our hands on them. But stuff like that, like it's brand new in the box. You end up purchasing it for $25 for whatever reason. And then able to turn around and make a two hundred and fifty dollar profit, like that's awesome. <laughs> now 
I know that I don't know if everybody who's listening knows about this, but do you know about those crates you can buy? There's just random stuff in it, and you buy it for like a, an auction and you sell it for like whatever. Have is that something that our listeners should be looking at? Or, I mean, I, I've thought about it, but I, I know that it's, it's really hit or miss on those. Like they show I, all this I, tech I, stuff in it, and then it's not tech stuff. It's like a bunch of crap. <laughs> I have not messed with that at all. I've heard of it, but I haven't even like I I just turned the other way. <laughs> <laughs> that, that scares me yeah it's like I, i've seen like these horror stories of people who are like oh yeah they say i can get all these routers and all this computer equipment and then they and then they get it and it's like a bunch of random barbie dolls or something it's like i paid <laughs> all this money for all yeah <laughs> it's like i made all this money and now i'm, I'm getting screwed so uh, i don't particularly think you should and some people are really good that they'll go to these auctions they'll look at these boxes like i'm bidding on that but then other people will bid online for these things and it's not great um so like yeah know know where you're buying from that's all i gotta say know where you're buying from because you never know what you're gonna know and and like nick said like um use the app it's and go through and see what other people are selling and see if you can get it just as good and then sell it maybe at, at a different price um like i I don't 100% know if I would get into this uh, as far as selling. I, I don't even know what I would sell. Like, <laughs> what kind of stuff could I sell? Like, if I was to create my own merch line or something, then maybe I'd be interested in doing it. But as far as, like, this, if you're making a full-time job, like like Nick said, do your research. Don't just jump gun-ho into it. You don't want to... You don't want to get stuck. And, and and also, I agree with what he said. Do not settle on Amazon. Make sure you're not stuck there where you're going to be like, if something happens and you need to go somewhere else, all your merch is just up in the air. Like, Make sure you're, make sure you're able to move and go somewhere else too. Um, real quick, Nick, I, I wanted to – I know we're on the last few minutes of the show. Um, but real quick, I know we've talked about this before, but could you give my listeners a, a, a just overview of yourself a little bit and, and what you do and uh, your about your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, by the way. You're welcome. So I'm Nick Nelbach, host of the 9-5 podcast and owner of the 9-5 to Freedom brand. Um, I'm currently – in the process of building up my own brand and basically trying to leave behind the nine to five. And the whole premise of the brand is to kind of take people along on that journey and kind of give them inspiration, motivation, strategies to do the same. So on the podcast, it's a weekly podcast where I bring on a new entrepreneur each week and we talk about their transition from a nine to five into full-time entrepreneurship into something they've built. And we talk about how they did that, what it was like going like into that transition period. And then we also cover strategies and tactics for you so that you can basically kind of replicate what they're doing and try to build your own brand and create something of your own. And if you're interested in that, if that's a topic that you would enjoy, um, you can find the podcast at 95podcast.com. And 95 is all spelled out. It's N-I-N-E-F-I-V-E podcast.com. And there you can basically find all the episodes, the interviews, and it actually takes you right into the the nine five to freedom, I don't know, brand itself. So, yeah, if, if something you're interested, definitely. Yeah, and well, I will say, yeah, Nick's got some great guests on there. I, I've uh, I've actually been on his podcast, and that will be airing. Uh, would you say April? Yep, I, th- I think so. Yep. 
Yeah. And, and honestly, some of the guests he's had on, I've just enjoyed and actually taken a lot back for myself in my personal life and, and business life. There's just so much to learn uh, from Nick's guests and, and Nick from himself. Like he's, he's learning, we're learning. I mean, it, it's just a whole big uh, learning curve for everybody uh, to, uh, to hear different people talk about how they overcame the, the nine to five work. Uh, work thing. So definitely tune into Nick's podcast. I've enjoyed listening to it. And actually me and Nick connected over that. So uh, we've, we've kind of built a relationship on top of our, uh, uh, on top of his podcast and, 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 uh, and as far as his, his nine to five uh, entrepreneurship goes. So, but Nick, uh, thank you for joining me. It's always a pleasure to have you on. I, I hope we can keep having you on in the future. Um, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, please stay safe out there and Aaron, have a great day.